be lifted high. In this house, be lifted high. In our midst, be lifted high. Be lifted high. Somebody, you just, just allow the Holy Spirit to touch you. You feel some warmth in the inside of you. Just focus on Jesus and let Him touch you. Let Him work what He wants to work in your heart. place of intimacy with Jesus. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He knows you in and out. He knows your tomorrow from today. Just let him embrace you. Embrace him and walk with him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We worship and honor your name, Lord. We give you all the glory. And we give you all the honor. Thank you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. blessed this this morning to see all of you and just to worship you this is one of the one of the blessed things I love to come to church see worship just does something to our to my heart and and it just 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 cleans you up makes you focus upon God takes you out of the realm of human beings and into the realm of God you know it takes you to a place where you connect with the heavens amen that's, that should be the desire. The, the, the heartbeat of our hearts should be to connect with God. And key in to the living God. Amen. Just love worship. See you. We go through all kinds of things in the week. And, and just coming into the house of God just, just gives you a new perspective. Oh, just love to be in His presence. Amen. I want to welcome you again. Uh, and, and anybody here for the very first time, oh, welcome, my sister. God bless you. Thank you for being here. Amen. Praise God.
Just so, so the ushers are coming to just say, welcome. Yes, and a brother over here, praise God. There's a brother over here at the front and another sister here. Uh, come, guys, another sister over here next to, to Marike. Right, God bless you, beloveds. God bless you for coming. We are amazing Grace Parish of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. And, and one of the things we just love is to worship God as you have just seen. Another thing we love to do so much is just go into the Word of God. And, and if you've been with us, you know, I've, I've heard some people saying, oh, you've got too much of the Word. But, you know, that's what church is about, right? We come to church to hear the Word of God. You know, because you, you, you outside there, it's hard to just get a radio station that's telling you the Word of God. You know, everything is trying to shut out the Word of God. And, and so church must be a place where you hear the Word of God and, and you hear a lot of it. Amen. And so we, we have that place. Um, and so uh, don't, don't tire of going into the Word. Amen. The Word of God makes you rich, makes you strong, makes you solid. So God bless you for coming. And so we're going to go straight again into the Word of God this morning. I'm going to read the text that I read last week and I will continue with it from where I left. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 1 through to 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 1 through to 10. You want to read it for me? Praise the Lord. Okay, I'll read from the King James Version. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but we have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For, Jesus sake. for God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus may be made manifest in our body. May God bless the reading of his word. Amen. Hallelujah. Today I want to speak from the place which said, but we have this treasure. We have this treasure. Where do we have this treasure? We have this treasure in but earthen vessels. Precious treasure. That the grandeur and exceeding greatness of the power may be shown to be from God and not from us. 
We have this treasure. We have this treasure. There is a treasure. And we have this treasure in earthen vessels. So that the power that is seen in the earthen vessel may be of God and not of us. I told you last week, and I said our gospel is not hidden. Our gospel must not be hidden. And I challenged you to say there is a mercy that God has shown us and that we must commend ourselves before God and before men because we have a gospel that is true and not hidden and that our gospel must be evident and must be seen of all and that we must preach Christ. The gospel must be preached, it must be exposed, it must be made known. And I want to talk to us and say we have this treasure. You have a treasure. Tell your neighbor, I have a treasure. You have a treasure. I want you to understand the nature of that treasure. That treasure, in, if you, when, when you read this text, when you read chapters, chapter 4 in verse 7 here, it, the treasure is not Christ. The treasure is not the grace. The treasure is the good news that is in Christ. The treasure is the gospel. If you attended such the scripture two Sundays ago, three Sundays ago, they, they were teaching us about the gospel, that the gospel is good news, that it is good news. And we heard that it is good news, good news about Christ and the things that we will find in Christ. It is good news. And that gospel, we were told that there are essentials that we should have as preachers so that we can preach that gospel. And I told you last, last week that we must not hide the gospel. Amen. And I want you to know that we have treasures. You have treasures. The gospel is rich. It is treasure inside of you. The word treasure talks about something that is valuable. If you look at the picture, it gives you an impression of an earthen vessel. It is a vessel that is made of clay. That, so, it, so in other words, that you can read the scripture in simplicity and it says in vessels of clay. We have this treasure in vessels of clay. And now the, the gold and the silver and the ornaments that are shining bright in the light there are the treasures that are inside, things that are valuable. So what people used to do back then is when they had gold and when they had silver, they had nice necklaces and nice jewelries, they kept those things in vessels like that. You put them in a vessel, close the vessel and put it somewhere safe. And so you have treasure in an earthen vessel. Nowadays, you put it in a safe. And then you lock the safe. And only the one who knows the combination of your safe can be able to open it. There, you put it in a jar like this. Close it. And the only one who would be able to access it was the one who found that earthen vessel. Otherwise, you could just close it. Put it among all your other vessels in the cabinet. And people might not know that that one there has special treasure. That was the way people kept their treasures. In earthen vessels. And so Paul is speaking to them in a way that they understood. That we have this treasure in earthen vessels. And those earthen vessels I want you to understand are you and me. We are the earthen vessels. 
We are human beings made out of the dust if you go out back to Genesis. So we are just as much as that earthen vessels. You and I are the earthen vessels, but we have treasure inside of us. The nature of the treasure that we have, I need you to understand is that that treasure is truth. That treasure is the truth. It contains the truth. We contain the truth. Within the treasure that we bear, it is the truth. So Jesus says, I sanctify you, sanctify them, Lord, with thy word. Thy word is truth. We have the word of God in us. Or perhaps I should be saying, we should have the word of God in us. If you're a child of God, born again, you must put the word in you. You must have the word inside of you so that you may be able to say like Paul, we have this treasure in the inside of us. Amen. The word must be in you. It must dwell in you. It must fill you in. And then you must dwell in the word. You must surround yourself with the word. The word must become alive in you. Generate faith in you. Move you. Drive you. Live in it. Dwell in it. Stay in it. Have the word of God in you. Amen. And therefore you need to have a liking and a desire for the word of God. As a child of God, do not be satisfied to just hear me preach. Go in and find the word for yourself. We need Christians that find the word for themselves, that get a revelation for themselves. Thy word, O Lord, is truth. Sanctify them by the truth, by thy word. We need to have that word. The treasure within us is the word. It contains rich truths and the truth you will find it in the word of God. Jesus speaking to them in John 8 verse 32 says, I, And you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. The truth will set you free. You see, it is the treasure inside that vessel that distinguishes that vessel as being, uh, you, are you hearing what I'm saying, people? See, that vessel cannot be used for any other use. Why? Because it is a vessel to keep the treasure. It is a vessel for valuable things. It is a vessel for, you cannot just use it anyhow because of the treasure it contains. You cannot be treated anyhow if you have the treasure of God's word in you. You cannot just be tossed around, harassed by things, harassed by life. If you have the word of God in you, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Have the word in you because that word is rich, it's true, and it is in a treasure. Amen. The word is a treasure. And, and the word, the word that, that, that is, is being spoken about, I'm speaking about here. You see, the word of God, you can't put a value to it. It goes beyond gold and silver. It goes beyond the durations of things that we put value with. After some time, some things lose value. But the word of God never loses value. So Jesus has declared, you know, that my word was there before the beginning. It will be there until the end. My word says Jesus, his word is true. His word is going to, to outlive anything else that you do. He says, you see, my word shall not go unto, uh, unfulfilled. It will be fulfilled. I've put my word, I watch over my word to perform it. And this word will, will live out what I've sent it to do. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word will never pass away. Why? His word is treasure. Amen. The word of God is treasure. We have this treasure in earthen vessel. We must have this treasure in us as the earthen vessels. Have this treasure. Tell your neighbor, have this treasure. 
See, the, Jesus speaks to them again in John 14 verse 6 and says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus is that word. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. He is a treasure. We want to get to heaven best to have the treasure in the inside of you. Jesus' word. Number two, aspect about the nature of the treasure that we have is that the treasure is rich in blessings. You see, when you look at the picture, okay, it's going to come back in a moment. When you look at the picture, you see those things and it says, talks about riches. By the time you've emptied that out, the things in there are of immense value. The value is great. And so the treasure that we hold is rich in blessings. Amen. It is rich in blessings. And it's so rich in, the, in spiritual blessings. They are spiritual blessings. And to find these spiritual blessings, you've got to go into the word. You've got to go deeper with Jesus. You've got to go deeper with Jesus to know what are the blessings that he has for you, to know what are the things that he has for you, to know what is it that God has prepared for you, his children. You need to know those spiritual blessings. Hallelujah. And not only does he have spiritual blessings, but he also has blessings that we can live with here on earth. There is an abundance of physical blessings as well. Jesus knows how to provide for our every need. And he can take care of our every situation. So there are spiritual blessings. And there are blessings which are solid. They are substantial. They are irreversible. The blessings of God are irreversible. He has given us spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Released to us the things of heaven. You can enjoy heaven on earth. Live and live a life that is above the earthly troubles and challenges. Why? Because we have this treasure. Hallelujah. We have this treasure. And we must live according to the treasure that God has given to us. And so he gives us Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. And then and, and say, God, blessed be God and the Father of our Lord Jesus, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. He has blessed us. You are already blessed. But you need to take those blessings and put them into you. Begin to live in those blessings. You are already blessed. But if you don't know that you are blessed, you will live like you are not blessed. You see, the son, there were, the man had two sons. One we know him as the prodigal son. There is another son who is the brother, the older brother, who stayed at home. Who didn't go out and party and do all kinds of bad things and end up with the pigs. He was just there. But while he was there, when the young brother comes back and says, Father, I'm sorry, I've used up my money badly. Just, just for, for, forgive me. Just make me like one of your servants. And the father says, you are a son. A son is a son. And the father puts a ring on him, gives him a place and throws a big party for him. The older brother comes and finds people already prepared for a party. Instead of joining the party, he is angry. You know why he's angry? He is angry because he has been living in the place of the blessing, but not living like he's blessed. He is angry because the things he could have been enjoying, they are right there in front of him each and every morning. He wakes up in it, but does not enjoy it. He did not know his place. And so it makes him angry that the father throws a party for this son who has taken away half gone and squanders and comes back again to enjoy it again. And the son is angry. Why? Because he's been in the blessing but not living with the blessing. Yeah. 
He's been around the blessing but not enjoying the blessing. He's been there with his feet in the water but he's thirsty. Rather than drinking, he's just put his feet inside. When you are thirsty, you're supposed to drink the water, not just cool down your feet. And we've got a lot of Christians that have their feet in the blessings, but are not eating of the blessings. But Jesus is challenging us here, says, you have this treasure. You have this treasure. We must come to a place where we know the riches of his blessings in us and begin to live in them. The blessings are released to us. We have the blessing. Tell your neighbor, I'm blessed. Live according to the blessing. You have this treasure. And it is important to know that blessing because the gospel that is in you, that must be revealed in you, needs you to know that I am blessed. Needs you to know that I'm blessed. So when you are challenged by the world, you can be like Paul who says, my gospel is not hidden. I'm blessed beyond measure. I have this treasure within me. And then I have this treasure full in me. He can stand his ground. Why? Because he knows he's already been blessed with all spiritual and physical blessings. The blessings are released into his life. And he will not be moved by what he sees around him. That's the place where we ought to be. Hallelujah. We need to come to a place where we know that we have the riches of his blessings in us. The fullness of them. Irreversible. Solid. And they are, they, they are unshakable, unmovable, unchanging, unperishing. Riches of his blessing. Number three, they, cons they consist, the treasure consists of great and precious promises. They are great and precious promises. The promises of God are worth more than thousands of gold and silver. The promises of God are yes and amen. He has, already, he has spoken it, he has said it, he has given us that word, yes and amen. The promises of God are yes and amen. As a child of God, you need to get to a place where you know that I have the promises of God that are exceedingly and abundantly great. They are beyond measure. They are excellent. And because those promises are excellent, I can live and walk above board. Amen. I don't have to, be, to, to worry. I don't have to fear because I have a promise. And his promise says, I know the plans and the thoughts that I have for you. Plans to prosper you and to give you a hope, to give you an expected end. I know the plans that I have for you. Plans to give you a life. I've written many things about you in my book and I give you hope. I know the promise. I know the plans that I have for you. They are exceedingly great. I will cause you to succeed. I will cause you to make it. I will cause you to fulfill that which I've put you to fulfill. I watch over my word to perform it, he was telling Jeremiah. So Jeremiah, I know you are young. The assignment I'm giving you is great, but I watch over my word to perform it. My promise to you, Jeremiah, is that though you are young, I will cause you to be a great prophet in your generation. I will use you for great things. And so whatever Jeremiah prophesied, it came to pass. Why? Because God is faithful in fulfilling his promise. He can fulfill his promise for you too. His promises are great. He said to Abraham, leave the place where you are living and I'll show you a land where you will become the father of many nations. And up to today, if you look at the prosperity of nations, 
you have to trace back and you find as long as Israel is there, there is prosperity. You see, the place where Israel is right now, it was a place which was barren, was not producing as much as it produces today. Yes, it was a land of milk and honey. But what when the Israelites came in there, because of the promise of God, it produces even more and has become a world power. How many United Nations forums are held just to talk about Israel? <laughs> and do they not continue to prosper? They continue to prosper. Look at the economy of the United States. Look at Belgium. Go to the Diamond District in Amsterdam. <laughs> Look across Europe. Go all the way to Russia. Wherever there is an Israelite, there is a blessing. Because the promises of God are true and are amen. And God knows how to fulfill his blessings. How to fulfill his promises. And so when God has promised you something, he will bring it to pass. Hallelujah. I know what God promised me. And I've seen him bringing me to those places. There are still some other promises that are not yet fulfilled. But as long as the Lord liveth and as he gives me life, I am convinced beyond doubt that I will see them come to pass. Hallelujah. His promises are exceedingly great. Amen. And, and, and they are free. That's what I love about the promises of God. They are free. All I had to do was give my life to Jesus. And say, Jesus, I need you. I want you. Be Lord over my life. And once I gave my life to Jesus, I received all these promises absolutely free. Gratis. There is no quoting about it. It's just gratis. When you have a quoting, it means you are paying something also. This one is just take all for free. Buy two for free. Buy three for free. Not buy two, get one free. No. If you want four, get all four for free. It's gratis. You don't have to pay anything. It's paid already. Fully paid. The promises of God are free. His word is free. All you have to do is accept him as your Lord and personal Savior. Hallelujah. Free. And he, he, he says, come to me and I will give you rest. My yoke is light and I'll help you to carry it. Everybody else puts a yoke on you and you carry it by yourself. You see, the devil yokes you and you will struggle. You try to do mathematics, mathematics doesn't go. You try to change from mathematics to biology, biology doesn't enter. You leave biology, try to do, to do economy. Economy does not make sense. When the yoke of the devil is on your shoulder, on your neck, you will struggle like hell. Because the devil is meant for hell. But when you come to Jesus... Even things that were supposed to be a yoke, he helps you to carry them. He helps you to carry them. He, you know, he's not just helping you to manage. He helps you to make it. Hallelujah. He gives you the power to be able to accomplish that which must be accomplished. We have this treasure in us. And, 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 and fourthly, fourthly, that the treasure in us shows forth 
God, the riches of God and Christ. You know, and what are those riches of God? You see, there's the riches that are in us, the treasure that is in us. But there's also the riches of God and Christ. And, and that is his grace and his glory. That is his grace and his glory. And these are unsearchable. You can't, you can't number them. You can't count God. You can't explain him. I know we have tried. For a long, long time, we are still trying to explain God. And he remains unexplainable. The weak-minded ended up saying there is no God because they could not explain him. They got tired of trying to find an explanation, but there is none because he is just God all by himself. He was there before the Big Bang, there before we started evolving. He was there before the cosmic powers bumped into each other and caused them to be an earth and the many stars. That He was just there. He was holding all things, counting the grains of the sand, calling the stars by name, measuring the waters in the hollow of his hand. He was just there. He is just God above all other gods. God above all other things. You can't, you can't fathom him. But he can help you to fathom the things around you. Because he is God. And his riches and the fullness of his glory, you and I can experience it. Hallelujah. We can experience it. And then we can experience that which is satisfying when we come to God. I found satisfaction in God. The riches of Christ and God are satisfying. There are many things that I've tried in my short life and none is as satisfying as God. This is why I'm still with God and I'm still standing with Him. Ever since I found that deep satisfaction in the Lord when I was 16, I've stayed with Him. Because he just stays. I've tried football. I've tried tennis. I've tried to go to disco. Nothing was as satisfying as being in the presence of God. Now I've checked out some nice cars. I've tried to do some crazy stuff. I've been, you know, I love to jump off things and just, 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 you know, for the adrenaline of it. I keep telling my wife, I need to just go and drive one of those cars that takes to 300, 400 kilometers in 10 seconds. He says, no, 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 we still want you. So I want to go jump off a bridge, do bungee jumping into the river down with some crocodiles and just, just jump and spring off away from the crocodile. You know, I, I don't know, it's just, just, but nothing is as satisfying as just being in the presence of God. Just worshiping and feeling the warmth of his love. Feeling the electric presence of God. You know, the presence of God can be electric where you seem like something is stretching your hair. You're looking around like there's somebody around you. I just love that. Satisfying. Where I can just cry and let the tears, you know, sometimes I have to wipe off the tears off my face before I come and preach. Why? Because it's just something satisfying. If you ask me why are you crying, I'm not crying because I've got an issue. I'm just in the presence of the Almighty. And it is satisfying. There is pleasure in the presence of God. And, and, and that is given to us absolutely free.
So Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16 to 17 says that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that ye being rooted and grounded in love. I mean, I will not go on, but you know that there's riches of his glory that will strengthen us in the inner man. Go to verse 18. I'll just read verse 18 as well. And, and that, that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the bread and the length and the depth and the height and verse 19 and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge which is beyond knowledge it's beyond our understanding that you might be filled with the fullness of God so when you see me there just crying like I'm almost crying right now it's because of this fullness of God this, this overwhelming presence of the almighty God. This, this, this understanding that God, so big, so great, maker of heaven and earth, can choose to come and dwell in me. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. We have this treasure in jars of clay. Let me finish off and tell you this. This treasure in earthen vessels, the earthen vessels are like you and me. And so Corinthians chapter 4, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse, the, verse 8 and, the, and verse, verse 7 and 8. Verse 7 and 8. Just put verse 7 and 8 together. I just want to connect them and then we will pray. We have this in earthen vessels. And this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. God has placed all these things. And though we are earthen vessels, the excellency of God must be seen in those vessels. The supremacy of God, the greatness of God, the awesomeness of God, the goodness of God, the favor of God, the glory of God must be seen in us so that the power that people see will not be you but him. You see, and here is the thing. He says we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We may be troubled everywhere. An earthen vessel is a vessel that is something that has a potential to break. It has a potential to break. And yet, even though it is troubled on every side, it is not distressed. The forces around us may be troubling, may be difficult. We are pressed in. We are hedged in. And yet, we are not distressed. And yet, we are not crushed. The word distress there can be understood as crushed. An earthen vessel, if you press it hard enough, it should break, yes or no? And yet, we are not crushed. Why do we not get crushed? Because we have this treasure. We have the word of God. We have the riches of God. You see, we are too valuable to break ah do you hear what i'm saying church you are too valuable to break god has in you if god lives in you you can be able to say if god be for me who can be against us if god is on my side what can separate me from the love of god i may be pressed from every side but i will not crush i will not crush i will not crush i need somebody in this place who says i will not crush and he says we are, we are perplexed. 
Perplexed means that we get to moments where we don't even seem to know which way to go. Should I go this way or should I go that way? That is being perplexed. Perplexed is when things happen and you just seem to not know how to handle. Yet when we are in that kind of circumstance, when we are in the situation where we are perplexed, where life seems to throw spanners at us from every side, sticks and stones and rubber and, and, and gravel all over coming to us and we just don't know which way to duck this way or that way because when you go this way the rubber will get you if you go this way the stick will get you if you try to go that way the stone is there I don't know which way to go the snake is on this side and the lion is on the other you are on a hard place but while we are perplexed we are not in despair we may be in a place where we don't seem to know which way to go, but we are not in despair. We will never be driven to despair. The word despair says we will never be at wit's end. We will never be completely without a way. Why? Because he makes a way where there is no way. God makes a path where there is no path. He causes streams to flow in a desert. He is the Lord who rises up and creates a path where nobody has said this is a path that can be walked. You can walk a place which can never be walked if you have God. David said, when I was hemmed in, there was a wall in front of me and there was a troop all around me. I have run through a troop by what? By him says by God I've been able to run through the troop and I've been able to leap over the wall why I was perplexed I didn't know which way to go the only way to go was to go with God hallelujah do I have people who can stand up and go with God so that when the world sees us they can see the reason why we believe they can see why you talk about Jesus because when you are in a place which is hard when you are perplexed there will be a way because God makes a way when Samson was stuck he had no weapons and the armies were coming he looked around and God spoke to him says take up the jaw of a donkey he picks up the jawbone of a donkey and when the army was coming he started using it as his weapon killing this one killing until a thousand had fallen down strong mighty men with mighty weapons of war and he only had a jawbone of a donkey we may be perplexed but not at wit's end we may be in a tight corner but God God makes a way where there is no way. God is, in, is there for us. We may be in a place which would have driven us to nothingness, but God Almighty is more than able. I need somebody who will rise in their spirit and say, I will not fail, I will not be in despair because I've got God on my side. How will you escape if I throw you into the fire? The young boys spoke to King Nebuchadnezzar and said, Nebuchadnezzar, we want you to know this. We know our God is able. It's only people who know the treasure that is inside of them. He is able to cause us to escape from the fire that you have put there, that fiery furnace. But if by adventure he does not, we will be more than happy to go and be where he is. And God who makes a way, makes a way. Tell your neighbor, he makes a way. 
We have this treasure so that in the moment when we are persecuted or when we are pursued, when we are driven hard, you know sometimes you can be persecuted, pursued, driven hard, ridiculed, mocked. You, you are called all kinds of names. I told you they called me pastor before you people started calling me pastor. Those who called me pastor, they were not calling me pastor because they loved me. They called me pastor because they said, ah, <laughs> pastor. You preaching Jesus, you, th you, think, you think that you know, people who are saying God is useless, you think they are only here. They are also there in other places. And they would summon their witches. And we, I've had one old man who said, young man, you, I put those demons in that child of mine. Who are you to be sending them away? I will call my demons on you. And you, you might be afraid. They might pursue you. Before I got to you know what it meant to be a child of God, fighting demons and, and casting them out. You see, I woke up one night, I was sweating all over because something was trying to choke me to death until I realized that I have this treasure in the inside of me. They might pursue me in the night, but I can call upon the name of... And when I call upon that name, every demon has no choice but to flee. You see, I've broken through where my family would not have broken through. Where, where I've seen everyone in my family who has not known the Lord. And they become stuck. And now you start. I was laughing with my wife the other day. Because now we have this family WhatsApp group that people are talking Bible, Bible, Bible. And you start sometimes thinking, are these people serious? Do they really know? what? They? But there was a time where nobody spoke about the Bible in the family. There was a time when people, when things got stuck, people went in the middle of the night to a small dark hut to call upon some demonic spirits for help. Now they will tell you, let us pray. Let us fast. Even some uncles I never thought would seek God. Now they are seeking God. And when you tell, but uncle, were you not in that other place? And no, I'll, I'll do everything. And we are praying that God shall deliver them. But you see, when you are praying those kind of things, the demons will pursue you. They will try to kill you. You come all the way from Africa to do a master and you are failing every course. What is going on? I had a brother one time who said, Pastor, I've never failed before. I don't know what is going on. Pray for me. So we started praying with this brother. And suddenly things began to open up. And you see, the devil knows how to bring you down. But we are pursued. But we are not. We are not what? We may be pursued, but we will not be forsaken. We will not be deserted. Why? Because we have this treasure. If God be for us, the accuser of the brethren cannot accuse you. Jesus speaks and says the devil is trying, he has listed, but there is nothing of him in me. That is the kind of God you have where the devil cannot find anything to accuse him. And we must show forth his glory. We must show forth his glory. I have to finish. We may be struck or cast down. If you take a jar of clay and throw it on the ground, can you bring me a cup? Let me throw it on the ground. Should I do it? <laughs> All right, let's not do But you understand what I'm saying. Why don't you want me to do it? Because it will break. It has no treasure in it, so it will break. 
but the vessel that is the treasure of the almighty God. The Bible says, cast down, thrown down, but not destroyed. It is thrown down. You will be thrown down. I told you on Friday that as a Christian, don't think that, they will, they, that trouble will not come to you. Trouble will come. But you may be thrown against the wall. You may be thrown on the ground. You can take this and throw it down. This one will break. But if you put the treasure of the Lord God Almighty in the inside of the earthen vessel, the Bible says, oh, rise up to your feet with me. The Bible says of that same vessel, the vessel that could have broken that would have splintered into all kinds of pieces. The Bible says it is cast down but not destroyed. It is cast down but not destroyed. Why is it not destroyed? So that the excellency of the power, somebody say the excellency of the power. So that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of the vessel. So that the power may be of God and not of the vessel. So that the power may be of God and not your power. So that the power may be of Jesus and not your human power. You cannot do it by human power. Just like you don't want me to throw the cup on the ground. Because you know the cup will break. By its own power, the cup will break. By your own power, you will break. You will be crushed. You will be destroyed. But when you have Jesus in the inside of you, the excellency of the power, the excellency of the power, you will not break in the name of the Lord Jesus. I want you to pray however you will pray. But whatever it is, you must show forth the excellency of the power of Jesus. Your gospel is not hidden because of the power that is inside of you. Pray whichever way you will pray that you might manifest the power of God, that you must show forth the power of God. Oh God, oh God, oh God, whoever you are, when you have been going through pain, going through struggle, if only you can have Jesus in the inside of you, if only you can have Jesus in your life, you will make it, you will go through this, you will not stop in this, if only you can bring Jesus, the excellency, the power of God shall be shown in you, the fullness of the Lord God Almighty. Oh, I need somebody to pray for the excellency of the power of God. I need somebody to pray that God, I will not crush. I will not be destroyed. I will not be perplexed. I will not be at its end. Lord Jehovah, show me, oh God, the riches of your treasure. Let them be evident in my life. <laughs> oh, Rabashinda Rabaha. In the name of Jesus. I want you to pray with me and say, Father. Come on, say, Father. In the name of Jesus. Show your power in my life. Fill me with your power. In the name of Jesus. Go ahead and make that your prayer. Let the excellence of the power of God. Let the excellency of the power of Jesus Christ. Oh, let the excellence of the power of Jesus Christ. This gospel, this gospel is power. The gospel is power. The gospel is power. Oh, let the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Makandele bo shakandara bakata. Rika monondoro bo shekendere reketa. In the name of the Lord Jesus, my God. Oh God, in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Jesus. I want to pray for anyone who's been going through one struggle or the other. We may be perplexed. We may be in a place where we are pressed. Just raise your hand where you are. I'm going to pray a prayer that the Lord will release the excellence of His power over your life. In the name of Jesus, you may be going through one challenge or the other. You may be going through one situation or the other. Oh my God. Troubled on every side, you will not be distressed. I declare no distress. I declare no despair. I declare no despair. I declare you are not forsaken. You are not cast down. In the name of Jesus. You are not destroyed. My Father, my God, I pray for your children. I pray for your church right now. The Father, let the excellence of your power be manifest and be known in their lives. My Lord, let them rise up, O Heavenly Father, above their peers, above the other people, because of the excellence of the power of the gospel, because of the power of the gospel, because of the power of the gospel, because of the power of the gospel, the power of your word, the power of your word. Let it become evident, O Lord. Let it become evident, Almighty God. Fulfill your word in them, O Lord, that Jehovah says you give strength to the weary that you say my God Jehovah you make the weak to be strong in the name of Jesus my God my Lord I pray that Heavenly Father everyone O Lord Jehovah who's in a strait let a way be open for them in the name of Jesus thank you that the excellence of the power is not of them but of you I want you to shout and say I will not break because I have Jesus. Shout it again with conviction. Shout it again with conviction. Shout it again and praise the Lord. Now go ahead and give God some praise. Give Him some praise. Give Him some praise. Give Him some praise.